go. Welcome back to another episode of Compelled, a podcast where we attempt to bring out the bigger issues and injustices. So let's just do this. <sighs> Who are we going to be talking about today? Chris Hardwick. Oh, Mr. Adam's Apple. Yes. You ever notice when that guy talks, his Adam's Apple just like it sticks out and it starts jumping up and down? Nope. I've never noticed it on another human being except for him. Nope. It's weird. What, now that I've said it, watch him. And it, it looks like it's its own entity where it's just I like, don't care. <laughs> it looks like an elevator going up and down really fast. I don't care. <laughs> okay. It's those things have never, I've, I don't. I know. Just I like when I brought I up care. fucking Lemmy and, and his fucking facial thing and you're all like, don't talk about Lemmy. I know. You don't give a shit. I got it. Right. I, I do. <laughs> Strike me down. Um. Where do we start with Chris Hardwick? Man, this is a this is a weird one. Like us doing this compelled thing is, you know, it's a learning thing. Uh, you know, when we're doing it because it's like you want to believe people when they when they have an accusation that comes out, especially when it's as detailed as Chloe Dystra's was when it came out. I believe on Saturday, and um, but I, I'm learning. You know, I'm especially learning more and more to. Not always just make an assumption, even though no matter how well worded something is and how detailed it might be, I'm trying to give everybody both sides benefit of the doubt until till what I don't know because I've never heard it, anyone else accusing Chris Hardwick of anything. So there's that, and then it's 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 difficult. It is difficult. Um, but I, I don't give anybody the benefit of a doubt when the company that they founded takes him off. Everything that they've done immediately, within minutes or hours of these allegations coming out, like you know, you don't think that they might be just heading shit off at of the past. Why the like, fuck would they do that? There, name one company that's done that, please. No, 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 no. I, there, I don't think there has been. But what I'm, I'm saying is, is that what if, what if, because of this movement that. No, because it hasn't ever happened okay. before. Well, I, I know, but there's always a first time, right? There's a first time for everything. So what if, like how people always, you know, a lot of people jump to conclusions just based off of one thing. But that's what you're doing here. Oh, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there, man. Just throwing it out there. Like, what if they're jumping the gun on this shit? Why would they do that? Why, I, I why just, would a company that says, we are currently investigating this whole thing, and and then they remove him from... The founder list. He's mm-hmm. not even associated with the fucking company anymore. Mm-hmm. They remove him from the founder list and pull all of his all of his shows. So I, I would hope that they definitely have something to back that up with because if they're just like, but that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, I, why would they do that if they are investigating it? That's like I said. I hope they're not jumping the gun. But that's not jumping the gun. Why would they do that if they're investigating it? Or maybe it is jumping the gun. You're right. <laughs> but why would they do that if they're investigating it? Um, I mean, the only possibility... I have two possibilities. And they, they are either they already know something that we don't know yet, or they're jumping the gun. They're, they're, they're just... They're, they're feeding into this whole, oh, head shit off at the past thing. Okay, and just but... just fucking dump it. But again, the head shit off at the past doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. If Harvey Weinstein... It's like condemned before convict. If Harvey Weinstein yeah. and Kevin Spacey... And um, Brett Ratner and Brian, Brian Singer, Singer yeah. two of those people, because we'll get into the Harvey Weinstein in a minute, but two of those people minimum have had nothing but shit talked about them for years. years. Yeah, but you notice it took an event. It doesn't matter if it takes an event. Lawsuits and consistent talk in the press about how Brett Ratner and Brian Singer are are into, well, one of them is into young boys. Yeah. And one of them likes raping chicks. hmm Okay? Yeah. So, allegations, allegations, allegations continually. And it's not, and, and, and it's Brian Singer and all the people that he yeah. hangs out with and Brett Ratner and all the people that he hangs out with. Continuous allegations for 20 goddamn years. Yeah, but no one took it seriously enough didn't take it seriously enough doesn't until this me too thing it, it, it doesn't harvey. and that's not true after harvey not true because brian singer has been sued multiple times and so has brett ratner and it got swept under the fucking rug it doesn't matter if it's got swept under the rug it's out there and it's public knowledge okay the ronan Farrow thing was out there but but everyone ignored it but again again 
even Roman Polanski, mm-hmm. still to this day, is lauded as one of the best directors ever. Yeah, but I do believe, but because of this Me Too movement that's been happening lately since Harvey, everything's it's either pre pre Harvey or post Harvey. We're just gonna it's like eighty and BC, right? Pre or post Harvey. There's now people are taking this more. They're paying more attention to it. But just a couple months ago, we talked about Roman Polanski. Mm-hmm. And how people are like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. Some people, yes. But no, like everybody. There's more people that are like, fuck that guy. No, there's very few people that are saying, fuck that guy. And there's more people that are saying, I'd want to work with him. <laughs> there are definitely, like, just... These are apologists, but you know, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Well, my point being is that I don't know of any company mm-hmm. that has, and I'm talking entertainment, that has publicly removed somebody for quote-unquote allegations... And regardless of the Me Too movement, regardless of this movement or that movement, has removed somebody who has such a good reputation. Yeah. And everyone seems to love him. Immediately after a statement comes out that A, did not name him at all, Uh and B, was just her... Let's call it what it is. This This was a strike. This was a fucking... This, this was a nuclear strike. Yeah. Okay? And she was doing this to, A, get back at him, and B, get back at his wife. Okay? Um, for, for reasons. And that's fine. You know, this is a revenge thing. She's pissed. She, and she has every right to be because in the letter, she's been blacklisted. Yeah. She's been blacklisted by the guy that, by, by, by um, her best friend that... Um, I want to say is the person that Chris Hardwick is married to. I know they never said right. I don't even think they even speculated on what I read. Who that other person is? Like they seem to focus. The article seemed to keep focusing on Hardwick, and they barely focused on the other person at all. Uh, we can find that out. So look, if 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 they are, I mean, if they're already fucking dropping him this quickly, they better have something because otherwise, this is very um, um, irresponsible on their part. To, to, to dump him just after an, after an accusation. So there's got, I hope there's more. I mean, f- it, to back up what they're saying, even though I, I don't want to know, I don't, it's not cool to know that Chris Hardwick, who's someone I, you know, I like, you know, I like the guy, you know, to hear about this. But you know what? We've been surprised before at what kind of fucking weirdos there are out there. So you tell me that Chris Hardwick's a fucking weirdo? I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it, but it doesn't make any sense. She didn't name him. And then immediately Nerdist takes them off, take takes him off. Yeah. And what doesn't make any sense is why. Oh well, we're 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 removing him while we're doing our investigation into the matters. That's bullshit. That's a fucking lie. It's a PR stunt and it's a fucking lie. You removed him because you knew everything that was going on, and that Chloe was blacklisted by him. And uh, oh yeah, I forgot about this. There's a podcast. That, that was yanked off that same day where he's talking about the, the incident where she, um, you know, was in the hospital and how he, he asked the doctor, if you know, when can we have sex again? Yeah. You, you know, they, 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 I heard and, that, and, that and he gone. did it. He did it in front of her mother. Yeah. And her mother remembers him saying that. Yeah, she'll never so, forget it, yeah. So, uh, you know. And, like, when he talked about it on the podcast, because I never listened to it myself. I'm going off of what was written about it, was that he, he was – Playing it off, it's like it was funny and you know, all this shit, you know. Which, damn, I don't. I mean, if that's true, to me, it's it's like he's the fucking R. Kelly of the nerd world, <laughs> of the nerdist world, when it comes to relationships. Yeah, and, and I find it funny that Chris Hardwick is now married to actress model Lydia Hurst. Do you know who Lydia Hurst is? I'm about to. That's Patty Hurst's daughter. Do you know how much Patty Hurst is worth? Well, she came from a rich family, right, and was brainwashed into robbing the bank, right? So, um, yeah, she's heiress to the Hearst fortune. Yeah, so I, that's well, why they—that's why she was targeted in the first place. Well, uh, targeted, <laughs> quote unquote, quote unquote. Uh, okay, so yeah, I guess. Oh, okay, so Hardwick uh, was hard up. No, <laughs> I don't know. What is the Hearst family fortune valued at? I don't know. Take a stab. Well, it seems like anyone that's relevant nowadays, it has to be in the billions. So I'll say fucking billions. Well, billions what? Okay. A number. 20 billion. Wow, that's pretty close. Is it? Okay. The trust is worth $32 billion. For what? What have they been doing? Oh, you don't know? Yeah. They've been Rockefeller in it? Hearst owns BuzzFeed. Ah, rumor mill. (gasps) And the plot thickens now, doesn't it? There you go. 
<laughs> so Hardwick is married to Lydia Hurst. Okay. Lydia Hurst is rel- is worth thirty two billion dollars. Billions and billions. What of dollars. What did she say in her in in her? Let's see here. Um, what what did uh, what did Dykstra say in her letter that he the the person that she was dating was a celebrity stalker for the most part, uh-huh. and that all he did was wanted to use her and use other people to climb the ladder to success. Yeah, all he cared about was fame. Huh. Oh, fame. That's right. Mm-hmm. So he's so a fame monster. He's a fame monster, and he marries he marries into a family. This is all way too weird a coincidence. Opportunist, he, man. He marries into a family that started the whole the whole schmo yeah. with fucking um, uh, tabloid paper. Yeah. Literally. Literally, he started the—he's he's married into a company that started the whole process of making marijuana illegal because it was a direct threat to papers. How's that? Are we are we delving no, or diving I'm, headfirst into conspiracy theory? Later? It's an interesting conspiracy, but Hearst, uh, Hearst Publications. Yeah, William Randolph Hearst was such an asshole that he went after hemp farmers of all of all things because they could produce paper cheaper and 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 better. Yeah. Than the paper, than the crap paper that he was using. Yeah. Right. It, it's kind of like the. Um, um, oh God. Damn so it. he wanted to control it, the paper. It's like Thomas Edison versus Tesla. No. Like Tesla could do it better than he did, and now he's like, "Fuck you! I'm going to fucking blacklist you." No. 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 Edison was a fucking thief. I said like. No, no, no. <laughs> this is not like. Edison was a fucking thief. Well, he was William Randolph Hearst wasn't. Technically, he wasn't being a thief. Well, look, look, Carlos Mencia is a fucking thief, too, but that I'm pretty sure he didn't steal 100% of his material. You understand what I'm saying? So Thomas Edison was an inventor. He just didn't invent everything he said he invented. Does that make sense? He didn't. I don't think he even invented anything. He took credit for inventing stuff. Well, I agree that, you know, I well, we without going into a whole... Yeah, well, we can talk about Edison and... I'm tr- and I was trying to make a, a comparison. Bell and all those other know? guys, but the, no, it's it's a bad comparison, but... Yeah, I like it. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. Makes sense in my fucking mind. William Randolph Come Hearst... Come take a visit. William Randolph Hearst wasn't inventing anything. He was stopping people from getting into the business. Yeah. Whole different story. All right, well, I mean, you know, Edison was trying to keep Tesla's um, inventions from coming to light. As well. To light. <laughs> Pun unintended, but it still happened anyway. That was a good one. <laughs> you shouldn't have said anything, but... I know. No, I have to acknowledge my puns. So that's, the, that's the nerdiness, the dorkiness of me. That makes it dumber, and yeah. I want it to be dumber because uh, it's stupid. Again, the whole Tesla Edison thing is, is not really an analogy for the Hearst marijuana thing. I see it as a loose, loose N- Not even loose. I see it that These way. two, Tesla and Edison... We're in the business already. Yeah. One was stealing from the other and taking credit for all of it. Okay. But also, Edison did try to shut Tesla down every pass. I understand by, that. By but he was with bigger people. He was literally stealing everything from everybody else. Okay. William Randolph Hearst was just trying to monopolize everything. Okay. Yeah. Me. Me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which, in a sense, is what Edison was Mine. doing. But everybody already knew about Tesla. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and and all the other inventors like Alexander Graham Bell at that time, William Randolph Hearst was part of a conglomerate of newspapers that were trying to that were trying to monopolize the entire country well, world. Edison was the conglomerate of technology. No, he wasn't. <laughs> and you have to be so specific on comparison, don't you? Like it has to be like almost a hundred percent comparable. No, it doesn't. But you know. When when you have the the Tesla Edison thing is just yeah, yeah I thought it was old. God damn! Oh, that's right because he was rich and rich people usually yeah okay not necessarily but <laughs> that fucker was old man. Um, man, it was almost a hundred. Eighty-eight. God, even this picture looks like a prick. Oh, he's a total prick. <laughs> um, yeah, he 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 loved. <laughs> Let's destroy the world together. Yeah, he he loved. Anyways, 
the whole William Randolph Hearst thing. Um, financial disaster. Was he involved with the Fed? He was involved with everything. Mm-hmm. But he was one of those fuckers that got the Fed reinstituted in the early 1900s. How do you feel about being born into uh, perpetual debt for the rest of your existence? Even before you were born. Everyone is. They slapped that damn Social Security number on you. Just made you indebted. You work your butt off. Paid back. <laughs> Citizen Kane. <laughs> that's funny. We talked about that off mic. Recording! Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you... <laughs> <laughs> I covered my microphone, but you didn't cover yours. You're supposed to know when I'm just going to yell out like that. So Citizen Kane based or loosely based off of Hearst? Yeah. Huh, shit. Okay, good to know. You didn't know that? Dude, I don't know everything. You you got to remember that, man. Take that into account when you talk to how, Tommy Dummerson over how, here. I don't know everything. How could you not know that Citizen Kane was based off of William Randolph Hearst? Because that's I'm, the one thing that every <laughs> fucking critic talks about when they talk about Citizen Kane. All the time, no, every time. I, you know what I hear? You know what I think of every time I think of, of Citizen Kane? Rosebud. That's what I think of. Yes. That, that uh, goddamn sled. But that, every time someone talks about Citizen Kane... It's two things. I never, a, it's William Randolph Hearst, and B, Rosebud. Maybe when I heard that, I wasn't interested, so I just pushed it to the side. I, I, I just ignored it. I don't remember. I don't recall. Anyways, back to Chris Hardwick. <laughs> um, when it comes to Chris Hardwick, I, I just I can't buy into the fact that he... Um, I was looking for something for William Randolph Hearst, but I, I could care less. It's well, I mean, just, his response. He took hours and hours and hours, I think most of the day, to come back with a response. And it was... It seemed very orchestrated. Like, he didn't seem like he was responding to it. It seemed like he was legally covering his ass. Does that make sense? Yes. And, look, I, I'm i going to say it again. As an entertainer, I like Chris Hardwick, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's his job to come out there and make you like him, make us like him. That's, that's the point. Because if we didn't fucking like him, then we wouldn't watch him. So everyone's got something, and... A, Possibly, apparently, maybe, I don't know. This guy might be a piece of shit. Yeah. And uh, so here it is. Uh, uh, Welcome. Uh, Are you 21? Fine. Really? <laughs> I, have to pr- I have to click OK to, to let them know that I'm 21 years old to read a fucking website about most cannabis consumers are only too aware of the federal prohibition that forces. Um, it's the, um, the two men responsible for the modern federal level a legal prohibition of marijuana that has been in existence for the past 78 years is Henry Ainslinger and William Randolph Hearst. Um, Ainslinger was an ambitious government bureaucrat uh, who in 1930 became director of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. Uh, nepotism was in full force. Ainslinger was appointed by his wife's uncle, Treasury Secretary Andrew Mellon. Hmm. So Mellon, who is the Treasury Secretary, mm. hires this guy to be the head of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, or <laughs> the DEA. Yeah. And William Randolph Hearst, who owns Hearst Papers, who is also a senator, decides that him... So the easiest way to, to get his papers sold and to keep the competition out is to get this guy involved and say that marijuana is bad for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe we have us, ourselves a conspiracy. Hearst, according to one biography, hated minorities, and he used his chain of newspapers to aggravate racial tensions at every opportunity. His motives were understandable. He lost 800,000 acres of timberland to Pancho Villa during the Mexican Revolution. His means of institutionalizing his bigotry, however, were less deserving of empathy. Um, The term marijuana, derived from the Mexican slang marijuana, either purposefully or accidentally misspelled, was first coined in the United <laughs> States in the 1890s. It's not called marijuana. It's called marijuana. <laughs> yeah. It's not leviosa. It's leviosa. It was popularized in the 30s by the Federal Bureau of Narcotics and in articles appearing in magazines and newspapers owned by Hearst. Hearst, via his publishing empire, continually attempted to taint the public perception of the plant by leveraging popular prejudice taint. against... Mexican-Americans. The Mexican-Spanish arm term marijuana was used to elude the public's existing familiarity and comfort level with the hemp and the medical application of cannabis tinctures. It was not commonly smoked uh, uh, as a recreational drug at the time, which, okay. You know what's cool about hearing this stuff is when, and I've heard about this before. Uh, I don't remember all the details, but I do remember it. Problem is, is that when you usually hear about this stuff, it's usually from fucking potheads with white boys with dreadlocks that have like some kind of a bud leaf um, on their clothing, right? 
And so when you hear this shit come out of their mouths, you, you don't take it seriously because they're fucking potheads. So it's good to hear it from someone who isn't stoned off of their asses. You know what I mean? I'm literally on a website called Mass Roots, which asked me if I was 21 years old. <laughs> it's all conspiracy, because, man. Because it's a weed site. Yeah. Ainslinger drew up upon uh, social stereotypes and prejudices of the day to stigmatize cannabis. There are 100,000 total marijuana smokers in the U.S., and most are Negroes, Hispanics, Filipinos, and entertainers. Their satanic music, jazz and swing, results from marijuana use. Reef for madness, man! This marijuana causes white women to seek sexual relationships with, or relations with Negroes, entertainers, and others, he said. Ainslinger also, by the way, those are all quotes by Ainslinger. Uh, he you also, did end that with he said, so I think they get the I gist. just wanted to double check that. <laughs> uh, made highly inflammatory and provocative statements involving significant fear-mongering, such as marijuana is an addictive drug, which produces in its user insanity, criminality, and death. His racist side is revealed by statements such as, Reefer makes darkies think that they're as good as white men. And he also proclaimed, you smoke a joint and you're likely to kill your brother. <laughs> Goddamn. Dude, this is stupid racism. Um, the darkie operation get behind the darkies. Hearst and Ainslinger <laughs> were supported by Lamont Dupont of the Dupont Chemical Company. There's a whole conspiracy theory, and it's really cool if you want to read about it. Or we're gonna do more about this. But the Dupont, the the Dupont family, the Hearst family, Ainslinger, and um, um, God, I already forgot his name, uh, Andrew Mellon, yeah, um, uh, as well as others. Um, we've talked, we've touched on this before, uh, where it's just one big self-supporting cycle, the federal reserve and everything else is because of these guys. Yeah. And they're in control of everything. Yeah. And yeah, it's like the, it's like the conspiracy theorist fucking dream. Right. Right. So, um, let's see, uh, we're supported by Lamont, Lamont DuPont. Um, does anyone not believe that people this fucking powerful don't control the military and politics and everything else around it? Any form of power that's anywhere close to them? Of course they do. They did. Anyways, Lamont DuPont of the DuPont Chemical Company and a variety of pharmaceutical corporations, all of which had a financial interest in defeating hemp to promote their own products. DuPont began selling rayon, the first man-made fiber, and invented nylon, a synthetic competitor to hemp. In 1935, one reason pharmaceutical and petrochemical companies disliked cannabis was people could grow it themselves. It should be noted that Andrew Mellon um, was, along with Mellon Bank, a financial backer of DuPont. They even threw their goddamn name on Jeff Gordon's car. In February 1938, Popular Mechanics magazine reported that hemp was the new billion-dollar crop in the United States, due entirely to the introduction of mass production harvesting equipment. The hemp decorticator, 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 a farm machine that mechanically separated the fiber of the hemp stock, threatened to make hemp a strong competitor to wood. The decorticator, decorticator, <laughs> saved massive amounts of labor and made hemp production affordable and practical on a small scale. Keep trying, you'll get it. Decorticator. <laughs> Capable of yielding up to three crops per year in southern climates, one acre of hemp produces about the same amount of cellulose used to create paper as four acres of trees. What was it called again? Decorticator. <laughs> Amazingly, hemp can be made into 5,000 different products from paper clothing and food to fuel and construction timbers. See, and usually you hear that from a pothead, so you don't give a shit. The promise of hemp-based products was so great that they threatened to replace those from made from petroleum-based petrochemicals such as synthetic fibers and even gasoline. Yeah. If you think this was just slightly intimidating to the likes of corporate barons such as Hearst, Mellon, and DuPont, you're right. Billions in profit were at risk for entrenched old-school businesses and their financial backers and cronies. Surprisingly, Henry Ford's first model, uh, T Automobile, was built using hemp plastic panels, not metal, which featured an impact strength 10 times greater than steel. Ford envisioned his car running on fuel made from hemp or other plants. These facts threatened DuPont's petrochemical market share and Hearst's huge timberline and mill empire. Anyway, uh, hemp, hemp was the carbon fiber of the wood industry. Sure. Um, I don't want to get into all of that, but I just wanted to say, so, because so, we already got off tar- topic with Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick marries the great-granddaughter of William Randolph Hearst. Yeah. <laughs> Months after he broke up with Dykstra, Dykstra, he was already engaged to this person. Mm-hmm. 
So he was already cheating on Dykstra. Yeah, and it was okay for him to do it, but when she did it, oh, you're you're so you're just a lower form of human being, aren't you? So getting back to the whole thing with with uh, Chris Hardwick, which is removing Nerdist others disavow Hardwick in the wake of X Chloe, it, it, removing his name from Nerdist without him being acknowledged means that they already knew. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I'm just saying. Covering their asses. They down. already knew everything that was going on. And, uh, you know, reading through some of this and, and, and commenting on some of the stuff that's been going on, there have been people that have actually confirmed that. Mm-hmm. That he's always been a dick. He's a fucking, he's, and look, in that industry, in order to get anywhere, you have to be an asshole. You can't be a nice guy. You can't let people walk all over you. I, I and, get and it. And it has nothing to do with that. Not walk all over you. That's a, a whole different, that's a whole different Right, right. I'm talking about a complete asshole. You can't be a nice guy. Mm-hmm. You have to be a complete asshole. And I'm not talking about walking all, having people walk all over you. No. I'm talking about just basically. Remember in Family Guy when Peter wants to go buy a car and he's with Lois, and the fucking and the fucking guy runs out of the salesroom floor and is knocking everybody over. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? No, I don't. But. Uh but you're going to show me anyway, <laughs> and then it'll get flagged, and then we won't get to show this on YouTube. <laughs> Why would it get flagged? Because <laughs> they are web Nazis. Why would that get flagged? It's not music. I, dude, I don't know. It's copyrighted by Fox. I don't fucking know. It has everything. That, it's, it's fair use because we're, we're making an analogy. All right. Um, although I'm not a lawyer, so <laughs> who fucking knows? <laughs> Family guy. Analogy activate. Yeah, so this is the scene right here. All right, let's hear it. Sweet. Goddamn ads. <laughs> Swear to God, there's an ad for everything. You really now. need a second car. Trying to do all these errands in a taxi is exhausting. Oh, but you meet such colorful characters in taxis, like like Alex Rieger and Tony, and that funny foreign guy who worked in a garage. Rieger, cab 402. Nardo, you and your luscious melons are in 315. <laughs> now get the hell out of here, you losers. Hey, Louie, what about Sexual the foreign harassment. guy? No way, Banta, he's a nut job. <laughs> Come on, Louie, show a little compassion for once in your miserable life. All right, can of waterworks. Jackie Chan, cab 302. <laughs> Thank you very much. Peter, please, I saw an Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, no, Lois. No, a guy at work bought a car out of the paper. Ten years later, bam, herpes. Bam, I'm buying herpes. a car from a dealer, and that's that. You can tell this is early Family Guy by his voice. Oh, look. Oh, aren't you beautiful? Yeah. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Yeah, you're a bad little car. Yeah. Hey, what, what's that? What's that? What's that? You want me inside you? Peter, look at this one. It's safe and reliable, and we can afford it. I'll just see if I can find a salesman. <laughs> hey, I'm done. That's Chris Hardwick. Whoa, have you lost weight? <laughs> no, just step on whoever he needs to step on to get to it. We were more it. interested in that car over there. No, 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 you won't not be not Peter, enjoying this car. This car has dents in it, and it's got a cardboard steering wheel. Yeah, just, just a second, honey. And look, there's no engine. It just has a drawing of an engine. But it only had one previous owner. James Bond. I'll take it. Okay, let's see what this baby can do, eh? Made it pretty far with no motor. Well, I'm, I'm sure the dealer will take care of it. <laughs> Peter, we... Anyways, the, and they've they've used that, that salesman guy, you know, you won't not be not enjoying blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> this car was owned by John Voigt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it wasn't really that John Voigt. It was just by a guy named John Voigt. Just, you know, coincidence. All right. So, like I said, when we doing this show, I want to not just immediately um, crucify someone because of an accusation. But you make very good points about it is very suspicious that, and I, I found that very suspicious too, that they fucking dropped him that quickly off of Nerdist. And that that podcast where, you know, he talked, you know, made jokes about that incident when she was in the hospital. Right. How that got dropped very, very quickly. And, and uh, you know, just in all the things that are going around this. I mean, you know, it's, this is very suspicious. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. I have to play this. Well, we'll play this at the end. <laughs> <clears throat> but when it comes to when when it, when it comes to anything like this, now Joe and I had already talked about this. So when when you hear us 
we we had already we had already decided on a course of action. Yeah. So, um, which is is Chris Hardwick guilty or is he not? You know, and who's going to take which side? And and as much as it's kind of like a behind the scenes thing, yeah. I'm, I'm not big into keeping this from everybody about why we we chose what we chose. Joe want, Joe took the route specifically because he had been thinking that, you know, the what if and and the whatever. The the conversation that we've had was literally um almost word for word the same conversation we yeah. had outside. Yeah, and, I, and my assumption is there's a lot of people that think the way I think and there's also a lot of people that think the way you think. Right. And but I don't want anybody thinking that oh, we you know, the way that we were doing this is, you know, it, we we I I had already made up my mind about what I thought. Joe had already made up his mind about what he thought. When we were discussing this outside, like I said, it's almost word for word the discussion we had outside that we had on the podcast. And and the reason for that is because the conversation was really good. Mm-hmm. And we just decided, hey, this is where we're gonna we're gonna yeah, go. Yeah, because first we weren't even sure what compel we're gonna do t- uh, this evening. <laughs> right. So and I I liked I liked where Joe was coming from in terms of you know the the what if you know and and, and regardless of whether I agree with it or or disagree. I, with well, it. I think that like all of the shit that just came out this quickly, I think it creates confusion. You know, because yeah. people are like, "What the fuck? Why?" I mean, they're already dropping him this quickly, and uh, the first assumption that people are making, a lot of people are making, is, "Oh, that's because you know they're just jumping the gun." Like everyone's like on this Me Too movement thing, and now they're ready to condemn everybody at the drop of a hat, at the drop of an accusation, right? Right. So I, you know, I, I, I that's why I want to talk about it, just to like talk about it quickly, because I, you know, my first thought is. You know, oh wow, he gets one accusation and he gets dropped from all this shit, and I'm like, dude, that that sounds like fucking witch hunting. Yeah. But then, but and that, and that's yeah. what a lot of people are commenting is that this is just a Me Too witch hunt and blah 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 blah. Okay, it, it's not, and these people have no idea what Me Too really means. Yeah, and possibly, po- quite very very possibly, this is just like when you um, have other corporations and companies that have ignored something, and then all of a sudden when it comes out, then all of a sudden they, they fucking try to stamp it out as quickly as possible. Yeah, and this is... You know, like PR cover, uh, you know, cover up or cover asses, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and the other thing I don't agree with is changing history. You can't change history. Yeah. What, or you can try, and mm-hmm. people have definitely tried to change history, but it always comes back, and now we're finding out more and more about what really happened back, you know, not, not just 50 years ago, not just 100 years ago, but thousands of years ago. In terms of how people lived, or or what really happened mm-hmm. during these moments in time <coughs> that people have written about, and like I, I've always said, man is an inherent liar. Man wrote the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Come to your own conclusion. Yeah. Okay. Man is an inherent liar. Man writes history books. Therefore, and you have to get an impartial view of everything. It's the Star Wars thing, you know. Oh yeah. How how can you how can you just go with the dogmatic views of the Jedi? Yeah. You need a you need a worldly view of everything. <laughs> and in fact, I, I lost a friend on Facebook because of that. Yeah. You know, uh, be, because of that dogmatic view because thinking. Because of their narrow dogmatic view. Yeah, and all because I wanted to read a, a book. Yeah. I wanted to read a book to see what was going on, to get a better understanding of, you know one side of the po- po- political yeah. scope and the other side of the political scope because I'm fucking retarded when it comes to politics. Well, because politics is, is, for the most part, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, but um, it doesn't... I Like, I was always... I was always dumb when it comes to politics. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I blindly followed whatever, whatever. And then I stopped blindly following and I would just see what was going on and say, this is fucking stupid. I always based it off of what the people around me were telling me. Yeah. And, like, especially in the 90s. And, and that's what I did when I was younger. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you know, a right wing. You know, like Rush Limbaugh. Listen to Rush Limbaugh all the time. Yep. Rah, 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 and right? that's what I did. Listen to Rush and yeah. and this and that. And he made some good arguments. But as time went on, I'm like, I'm... I, it's just all he's doing shit. is just is he's spouting yeah the same and there's garbage. never you never give it's always it's just always blame and there's never like oh well you know what they did a good job with this or any nothing it's always this is what they did wrong right and this is how we do it better over here on this side yeah and it's, well in in some cases yes in other cases no um, but it it was across both sides of the aisle like if you listen to Tom Likas 
it was always these these dumb fuck conservative ass wipes uh-huh. that are fucking everything up for us liberals, right? Yeah. More government, more government. And the Republicans are like, these dumb fuck liberals, less government, less government, right? Yeah. You know, so it kind of balances out. But you seem to have more on on one side than the other, like the Michael Savages and 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 all these conservative Rado- or uh, almost extremist type views, you know. I don't know if it's extremist, but all these you have all these I think it's all it seems to biased, me yeah. biased Republican. Yeah. When it comes to news talk radio. And it just it just got old because all it is is just everyone it there's no real information. Yeah. It's just, you know, oh I read seventy five newspapers a day. No you don't. <laughs> No, you don't. You have someone disseminate the news yeah. into whatever they think you want to read, and then they cut out articles and highlight those articles. That's what an assistant does. Yeah. You don't read 75 fucking papers a day. No. You maybe read one. No, I mean, they, they, they run Burgundy, yeah. <laughs> I would assume that Rush Limbaugh probably goes with, you know, hooks up with his program program director at the beginning of the show or, or at certain intervals, and he, he goes, yeah, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about this. But I, w- I would also assume that, hey, they say, well, you should talk about this, you should talk about that. I'll have to say this, though. If you've ever watched the Rush Limbaugh show on TV, it's highly entertaining. I used to watch that with my uncle. He used to come on, like, what, hella late at night? Yeah. Like, 1 o'clock in the morning or some shit? Oh, I loved his Bill Clinton stuff. Like the one where Bill Clinton was at a, a funeral, and he was he was acting all happy and jovial, and all of a sudden when he looked right at the camera and saw there were cameras on him, he instantly started fake crying. Yep, and it was fucking hilarious because there was I mean there was some funny shit, but still it was always one sided bias. Again, it's it, you know it's entertainment. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. But and if you break it down, man, it's it's detrimental to the country and to people. I don't of, think so because a lot of people are blind and a lot of people just blindly follow that. So shit. what? They're happy, <laughs> right? Like Men in Black. Yeah, <laughs> they do they, not they, know about it. They they don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. People they love, just want people to tell them what to think. People love oblivion, man, and that's fine. If you don't want to think for yourself, you want someone else to do it for you and tell you what to do and how to work and where to go. That's that, fine, and that's why I always mention the Kardashians, man. That's why people would rather fucking be entertained by that and live vicariously through them. Yep. Than focus on what's really going on. Yep. So and and it, again, <laughs> acceptable to them, but uh, back to the Chris Hardwick thing, which is, I I don't I I don't buy I don't buy into any of the rhetoric that says that, especially his statement, you know, it's the same as the Kevin Spacey statement, which is, you know, oh uh, I didn't know I was drunk at the time. By the way, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Well. The, you know, and that was just like a throwaway line. By the way, I'm full time gay. Um, and then everybody's like, "Oh my god, that is so powerful and so strong of and and so so courageous of him to come out of the closet." No, it's not. It's the same as Caitlyn Jenner. You know, oh, she's so strong and so powerful to stop being a a man and living a lie, and and then she wins all these fake awards. You know, because. She's because it's a politically correct thing to do is to give an award to somebody, doesn't matter who you are, mm-hmm. to give an award to somebody that has gone through whatever bullshit that they've gone through. Yeah, you know, more than like JJ Watts, re- you know, giving millions of dollars to you know, raising millions of dollars and giving money out for the hurricane victims in Houston. Uh-huh. He only wanted to raise like $200,000, he ended up raising 40 million, you know. But who am I? You know, and then 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 like Sports Illustrated's Man of the Year goes to I can't even remember who it went to. It's it's celebrities and powerful people patting themselves on the back and making sure that we see it. It's okay. Good example. So I always have to compare with movies. In the movie A Long Kiss Goodnight, near the end of the movie, when um, when the main character Charlie. She's being held captive with her daughter down in this little freezer thing. And there's this political senator or whatever guy, and he's talking to Craig Bierko's character, who's the main villain of the movie. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to kill, we have to kill this girl. We have to kill Charlie and her daughter. But here's a teddy bear for her. See, I'm not a total monster. And it's like, yeah, you are. Because you're still going to fucking, you're still writing off that she's getting going to get killed. And, and you have all these criminals that are killing people and blaming, you know, uh, Muslims for bombing the country when you're the ones that are bombing it right now and stuff like that. You know, that that reminds me of that shit. 
You know, like it's their way of trying to make it look like they care, but they really don't fucking care. Right. You know, they're psyching themselves out and trying to psych us, sell, uh, psych us out at the same time. That's how they justify keep on, you know, with keeping on doing what they do. I was trying to find the J.J. Watts. Maybe I just look up controversy. <coughs> I don't know. I was trying to look up the J.J. Watts controversy about. <coughs> you know, dude, I don't even think we really got into detail about what she accused uh, Hardwick of, for the most part. We we didn't really. Do we? I mean, I, I think some of them are worthwhile points. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we do Compelled is to talk about what he's being accused of, you know, like him. Uh, oh, shit. I, mean, just be, I don't want to. St- no, no, that's fine. You know what I mean? I don't want to make specific guesses. I, I'd rather, you know, word for word kind of thing. Yeah, I like how Chris Hardwick and Chloe Dykstra text how text show she wanted to reconcile after breakup. Well, I mean, look. So? I'll be on the side of the victim for this one. Like, um, what you know, a lot of victims do this shit like that. They, they, they don't know anything better, and they just go back. They, they keep going back. They keep going back. You know? It happens. Victims do keep going back to their abusers. Especially if that's all they know, or that's what they're used to for a long time. It looks like me a long fucking time to get away from my abuser. Um, the um, sexual and emotional abuse by Chris Hardwick—that's what it was. But here, uh, uh, the Daily Mail—they—they they want to make a big. They like making big deals out of nothing. Text show Chris Hardwick ended relationship with Chloe Dykstra for cheating, and she begged to get back together for months after actress accused her ex of sexual abuse. <laughs> Last week, the actress wrote an essay. Uh, new text obtained by TMZ. Obtained. They already mentioned that she cheated um, way before that. How dare someone cheat when uh, you know they're being constantly treated like shit? Friends told Yal that they are skeptical of her claims since the text appeared to show her trying to get hard to get Hardwick back. What? Uh, look, I, uh, I got to deal with this garbage. The texts have uh, those texts are are are. Look, I can't deal with this shit. This is shitty website, dude. <laughs> I don't care about the breakup with Chloe or, and of course, Patty Hearst defends son-in-law Chris Hardwick in Wake of Assault. Of course she does. She knows the truth. Sorry. Um, that is definitely interesting, though, that he's married to someone who's connected with that shit. It, it is hilarious. It, is, that, is that what you could label stranger than fiction? Yes. Truth is stranger than fiction. But he's a celebrity, he, he's a celebrity dick sucker. <laughs> That's why his Adam's apple is so big. I was heartbroken to read Chloe's post. Our three-year relationship was not perfect. We were ultimately not a good match and argued, even shouted. But I loved her and did my best to uplift and support her as a partner or companion in any way. And at no time did I sexually assault her. All right. So here. Here's, this is what we should be reading. But Chris Hardwick's talking pulled at AMC following sexual assault allegations will no longer moderate SDCC panels. So if you didn't do what you said you did, then why is everything being pulled? That quickly. Yes. Very fucking quickly. If abuse, sexual assault, or anorexia makes you uncomfortable, you might want to avoid this one. Trigger warning. And look, I, I want to put this out there. If this is, because this is happening way too fucking much now, I think that companies that knew about this shit a long time ago, and now they're finally like doing something about it because they don't want to get in trouble, you know, so they're trying to wash their hands of it, I think that they should be held liable in a certain way. Not as liable as the perpetrator, of course, but something because you know this 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 not fo- you know not dealing with shit until <laughs> it, now it's in their face. This fucking bullshit. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't know. I Here's, mean, what I'm saying is, if she sues him, she's not going to sue him. Are you sure? You know how many fucking lawyers are chomping at the bit to get her attention? Because she already she have you read the the letter? Yeah, she said she didn't want. Yeah, but things change, man. I, if she sue if she if she would have done this she would have done this already she could have kept it quiet. <laughs> Our relationship started out poorly. Uh, rules: I should not want to go somewhere at night. My nights were expected to be reserved for him as he had a busy schedule. This alienated me from my friends. Oh, that's familiar. That's mm-hmm. happened to me. Mm, I I don't see as as abuse. Um, if he if he said he had a busy schedule, then it, it's it's um. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Mm-hmm. You know, they should have worked it out better. Oh, yeah. I was not to have close male friends unless we worked together. All photos of male friends were to be removed from my apartment. Unacceptable. This was heartbreaking for me as my best friend happened to be male. Again, 
unacceptable. The past is the past, and you have to accept that. I don't care who you are. As he was sober, I was not to drink alcohol. Before we began dating, he said, I noticed you have a glass of wine with dinner. That's going to stop. I can understand that. Chris Hardwick is a recovering drug addict. Okay? That's fine. Again, past is the past, and she should be allowed to do what she wants to do because she's a fucking adult. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but the conversation people can't should be, be... It should be... Please don't drink around me. Yeah, that, that should have been. I was not to speak in public places as he believed that people recognized him and were listening to our conversations. Our dinners were, out, were usually silent him on his phone. Unacceptable Brilliant. paranoia. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to take a photo of us. Eventually he softened on this rule but was very stern about me asking his permission, which doesn't make any sense. The, there were, there were just, these were just a few of them, and I made the choice to accept his controlling behavior. And that's exactly what it is. It's completely controlling behavior. I only want brown M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> he instructed me to not leave the hotel room. He went to parties by himself and got a famous actress's number with, with intention to date her at the same time as me. Okay. So he's already cheating on her. Yeah. He already, because the intention is there. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> he, he's fucking up. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> I found out months later and couldn't bring myself to say anything because by this time my self-worth was in the toilet. Um, I Now, it, this is if you believe in this letter, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just going through and commenting and reading some of it. Quickly pressured to take an on-camera job at his country, uh, his country, at his company I didn't want because he insinuated I would be ungrateful not to accept it. Scared to upset him, I accepted the job but refused payment, and but they have, uh, ultimately paid her, including letting him sexually assault me. Regularly, I was expected to be ready for him when he came home from work. Uh, how did this happen? At the beginning of our relationship, I was quite ill, often due to my diet. Uh, one night he initiated, and I said, I'm sorry, can we not? I'm feeling really sick. He responded, I just want to remind you, the reason my last relationship didn't work out was because of the lack of sex. Um, every night I lay there for him, occasionally in tears. He called it starfishing. He thought the whole idea was funny. To be fair, I did go along with it out of fear of losing him. I'm still recovering from being sexually used for three years. See, right there, that statement right there is a very humble statement. And that right there, when I when I read that th- that part, that was like like I'm 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 buying it, like I'm buying this fucking this article kind of thing. Her statement when she said that. Uh, I don't, I don't care about that. I don't worry. Um, he was obsessed with celebrity, being famous, famous people. He did not spend any time with people he considered friends, and only really made time for industry people who he considered quote unquote worth it. I myself had very little personal support as I'd been alienated by my own friends other than an occasional party. Yep. I was obligated to leave early when he decided it was time. <laughs> Sometimes he let me go and play D&D, but I always had a curfew. He would <laughs> yell in his voice voicemails at me if I didn't answer his calls, which she has proof of all this. I was expected to follow him everywhere and exist pretty much solely for him, save for a hosting job once in a while. When cameras were on, he was a prince, turned them off. He was a nightmare. Um, no one can save me but me, blah, blah, blah. Um, so luckily I remained strong in my resolve to leave him despite my only desire for three years being that I loved that he loved me the way I loved him because of my leaving him for someone else he made calls to several companies I received regular work from to get me fired by threatening to never work with them he succeeded I was blacklisted with the assistance of a woman who'd gained my trust and heart over the past year he steamrolled my career the woman actively made it her mission to destroy my friendships and she did because by the time they'd realized she was an unreliable source, the damage had already been done, which, whatever. If, if, they, can't, if they can't be your friends and they're, they're listening to someone, if they're listening to someone that, that's your friend, is not their friend or whatever, and you have been their friend for a long time, there's a problem. Uh, the damage had already been done. To be fair, in breakups like this, some friends will just naturally gravitate towards the person who wields more power, especially in the business I'm in, despite whatever history exists. Still, there's so much more to that woman's story, including six other women whose reputations, careers she attempted to sabotage. But I don't want to digress too far from my point, which is abusive relationships, not friendships. This time, I'm <coughs> um, she, I guess, attempted suicide. <sighs> okay. I This one, I can... I think that I have a somewhat of a leg to stand on when it comes to something like this. And the way I see it is most of this, of what she said, I can relate to. But how about this one statement right here? For the time I gasped at a cute puppy and I was punished for startling him. That right there is an absolute truth. Uh Punished for startling him. 
you can't make that shit up. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's my my take on it. My ex was, for lack of a better word, an evil whore. <laughs> so, but no matter what she did to me, I had to realize that no matter all the mean and evil things that she did to me during our relationship, our marriage, and not even including what she did to our kids, my kids, not her fucking kids, my fucking kids, because I'm still there. Um, I stayed out of whatever you want to call it, out of sense of loyalty, out of fear. I stayed and I tolerated it and I took it and I just, I, I stayed the doormat for a very long time. And I will tell you that because of that, some, a lot of it is my fault. It's my fault because I didn't leave sooner. We all told you to. Yeah. And everybody told me to, you were one of them and I couldn't see it at the time. I kept thinking it, but I couldn't see it. If that makes sense. Like it's it's like it's like you know like the two angels sitting on you or the angel and the devil you know they're they're telling you they're telling you shit but you you, you purposely choose to ignore it because you don't want to face the fact that this person that you've committed your life to is not a good human being so it's I, look when it comes down to this for the most part it just shows me that if this is true that Chris Hardwick is just a piece of shit he's an asshole now. When you want to get to the part about being a rapist, I know he's definitely a control freak and an opportunist. A rapist, I didn't have to deal with that myself. So um, that's a different one. She didn't really go into detail about him. It sounded more like it was emotional abuse where he said, you better be this, you better be that. But she chose to stay and do that stuff. So the difficult part for me is how much responsibility can she put on him and how much can she take for himself for herself when it comes to that she should have fucking left just like me i should have left a long time ago when all of these things started showing themselves for the true person that 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 person was i should have left she should have left and she so, did and she it took her forever to do it because you know according to this what she said he broke her down and he kept her held down okay yeah, while we were together, he repeatedly shared with me that he was terrified I would talk publicly about how he treated me. Yeah, manipulation. Trust me, I know all about manipulation. And here's here it is right here. Guilt tripped into, into staying and, and you know, letting things stay the way they were. To the man who tried to ruin my future, a sincere and heartfelt apology could have made my last four years a hell of a lot easier. Um, the person I used to date would try to sue me due to pride. I would not recommend it. I have audio and video that will support and prove many of the things I've stated in this post. I've chosen not to include it for your sake in the hopes that the person you've become will do the right thing. Well, see, that's a tough one because her saying that, you know that it's going to come out no Maybe. matter what. Maybe. She, she, I mean, she's already started this. Maybe. She started this, and it's going to have to... If he doesn't want it to come out, then he will do the wrong Look, thing, which is sue her. He's an opera fucking tunist, man, so he wants his career to keep going. That won't help his career. You don't... You don't... See... It, this is a bait. Yourself, like, like, like with a lot of celebrities who just pay off people, right? You say, that, no, you should speak up and say, you know, sp- defend yourself. This is bait, which is, uh, I just want an apology. Yeah, here's the ball in your court now. Yeah. However, if you're going to go the route I think you're going to go, mm-hmm. it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. Because everything that I've said, I have evidence. You know what? And this, this ultimately, to me... Sounds like her taking her power back. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And that's good. And the, the, I don't want anyone to get us wrong. Mm-hmm. This last statement, this PS, is, hey, if you're going to go the route I think you're going to yeah. go, I'm going to fucking end you. Yeah, and look, don't get me wrong. She didn't deserve this shit. If he did all the things that she said he did, she didn't fucking deserve No human being deserves There that. is a... But this, it's a two-way street, bro. I yeah, I know. The two-way street in a relationship. I didn't, I didn't deserve the shit that happened to me. <coughs> but no, but you did things and she did things. <laughs> okay? Yeah, I, I, I laid down and took it. Well, yeah, but again, I mean, you there were times where where you just weren't there for her. I mean, I don't 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 get this in the wrong way. And, and <laughs> legitimately because you didn't want to be there for her, okay? She she's she was a controlling overlording uh, um, um, mind fuck. Okay, I couldn't leave. I wasn't allowed. If she, I, dude, she called four times a day on my own phone. Yeah, I wasn't at allowed work. To my leave, my dude. desk phone. 
I wasn't allowed to leave. If I tried to leave during an argument, she would try to damage the car, which I definitely didn't want my car damaged. Right. There's one time she smashed a fucking large rock on the hood of my car so I wouldn't leave. Right. Um, she, you know, another And she would do other self-abusive things so and then I call the cops. Rarely, I rarely ever left. She fucking guilt-tripped me into staying. But that's part of it is th- that's the two-way street that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so I mean, I laid down I mean, and I took it. You've mentally checked out. Yeah. And so you, you don't give a shit anymore, but she's going to use that against you anyways, and then she's going to do other things, which she has done anyways, and then she, and then yeah. when you finally have had enough, yeah. what does she do? She cuts and runs. Yeah, I stayed. Look, I stayed out of fear the whole time. And when I wasn't afraid anymore, that's when I didn't care about what she was going to do. Right. I didn't care about the if she was going to make any fake, um, fake, false accusations at me. Yep. Um, call the cops and, and say shit. Um, tr- you know, whatever. Um, try to just rake, rake me over the coals in court. Right. I was. I, I didn't care anymore. I just had to get the fuck away from her. And the cops told you to write it down in a journal. And I did. I, I for six months I wrote down every single day. Yep. Whether she did no- something or did nothing. Right. I wrote it down, and I had it ready to use in court <coughs> if, if her dumbass would have showed up. And she didn't. She'd rather suck on that glass dick. Yep. Than fucking than show up. Yep. So you know, and and all you had to do was. Four pictures would have just helped your cause, anyways. But <laughs> that, that's okay. It, it doesn't matter. Again, yeah, this is a two-way street. What? And, and she's saying that all this stuff happened to her, but did she do anything back? Well, yeah, obviously they argued back and forth. Yeah. Did she strike him? Well, he never said that, so who knows? And look, I, I can understand that victim sympathizers will be like, "Oh, well, he he held her down and he, and he manipulated her." Yes, he did. But you know what? Still, she allowed him to do it. She did. You know. And no, it, it, it's unfortunate. And, and it she sucks. even says it in, yeah. in, in, in the letter. Yeah, and it sucks. But you know what? That, and I, I had to take responsibility myself. I allowed her to push me that far. Right. I allowed her to use me like that. And I had to take responsibility to get out of there. Because guess what? She was never going to fucking let me go. She was going to milk me for all it was worth. Yep. And, t- and, and, and she was still milking me when I felt completely worthless. Yep. So, yeah. So, you, you know. It. Um, I totally get it. Well, people people like your ex-wife are just fucking vile human beings. Yeah. And people like people like Chris Hardwick, Hardwick are a dime a dozen in the in the entertainment industry. Yeah. All they care about is getting their own nut, you know? They don't give a shit about anybody else. They don't give a shit about you personally. They don't give a shit about me personally. Yeah. They, they have no friends. They have no their only social life is going out and being famous. And and liking being famous, yeah, and then making millions of dollars doing it, knowing that they can just go out and do it anytime. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris Hardwick started off on MTV. Oh, that's right, he was on that TV, the game show with uh, was it with Jenny McCarthy? I can't remember. Or it was with somebody. Um, I always forget about that because I used to watch that show back in the nineties. Uh, and I I enjoyed I enjoyed watching his stuff. He was a DJ on K Rock in the mid nineties. Um, he started he started in the UPN comedy Guys Like Us um, until it was canceled after 12 episodes. Uh, he was in House of a Thousand Corpses and Halloween 2, made appearances in Terminator 3, um, The Mother of Invention, CSI, Married with Children, Boy Meets World, Zoe 101, I Love the 90s, which is an awful show. He appeared as a television show host on hip-hop group Little Brothers, The Minstrel Show. Um He's been a contributing writer for Wired Web Soup back at the barnyard um, and made appearances on The Late Show. <laughs> um. Sanjay and Craig. Yeah. Where's the MTV show? Just go to his uh, filmography. Ba, 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 da, there it ba, is. Ba, da. Trashed. Or singled out. There we go. Singled out. That's it. 95 to 98. Co-hosted it. Yeah, so I don't know why they, you know, from the mid-90s, he was on K-Rock, but they didn't put the fucking, that doesn't make any I sense. I know, that, that's, that's bad, that's bad editing. Uh, he hosted the game show Trash, um, which is, you know, uh, risks some of their belongings being destroyed. He co-hosted MTV Dating Game, in which the main contestant selects from a pool of 50 people based on their attributes. Um, he met Jacinda Barrett. <laughs> And then he dated, then he dated. He hosted the syndicated show Shipmates, um, hosted the weekly series Weird S- or Wired Science, and then G4's Web Soup. Yeah, it was, it was Jenny McCarthy and Carmen Electra. Hardwick had previously guest hosted the Soup's predecessor, Talk Soup. Um, you know, look, I, I liked, 
I liked, you know, when you would watch Talking Dead and stuff like that. And, and Hardwick, he could bring this energy even to an episode that might have been lackluster or the way a storyline was going. He could still bring this enthusiasm to it to keep you interested. And he interviewed people really well. And I, I, I liked the guy. And, I you know, I, I don't want this to be true about him. But, I mean, you know, I, look, I'm not ready to completely condemn the guy, but it doesn't look good. I'll say, I'm just... I, I, I don't know if I have anything else to say about the guy besides that. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's talented, but the problem is, is that there's a problem. You can't treat other people like that. <laughs> and for and look, I, I can't look at him if if it's true what he's done to her. I can't look at him the same way anymore. You know, it's like someone that you know, like so. Let's say if I grew up loving Woody Allen movies, and then I found out about what he, you know, he did to Ronan Farrow, and and um, and then you know, with that marriage to his, his stepdaughter and shit. I, I, I couldn't look at him the same way again. If yeah. I, you know. And there's more reports coming out that he didn't do it and that he did do it. So who knows what the truth is? Yeah. He lies somewhere in between. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So he, uh, Hardwick became engaged to model blogger, heiress, and actress Lydia Hurst. And the two married on August 20th, 2016 in Pasadena. Um, he had dated Chloe Dykstra from 2011 to 2014 mm-hmm. and um, engaged to Lydia in 2015. Hmm. So if they're willing, if these, if these, um, uh, what do you want to call them? Companies or whatever industry, you know, if they're willing to, to drop him this quickly because of probably knowing other shit, what else do they know? What Everything. Other, what other, da- Everything. what other damning evidence could there be against Chris freaking Hardwick? I, yeah, because just everything. Yeah. Because usually it's just because someone, you know, someone has one, accusation against somebody or I'm sorry one person has an accusation against someone um you know a lot of times you don't see anything happen about it really you know or or it's some slow process right this wasn't a slow process this was a fucking bing bang boom yep so yeah that's uh I food for thought we will be paying attention yeah <laughs> all right so uh all right she's okay. not even as good looking as uh oh Glenn. I know but you know what uh, Besides, if I see that, I see, oh, possibly crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What did her mama, what did her mama pass down to her? Yeah. Yeah. She's been, apparently she, she's a blogger, but I don't see anything blogger-like. You walk into one of their mansions and there's just just this giant bud leaf on the wall with a, with a cross, with a, with a line through it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anti-marijuana. Or like just a giant middle finger just pointing at it or something. (laughs) She writes a fashion blog. Oh, great. <gasps> Ooh. Do you like pumps? Look at all my stuff. Do you like eyeliner? A glimpse inside my beauty cabinet. What the fuck? Look, I don't I, I never read anything about her. I don't know anything about her besides what you've you've told me about her. So I, I don't want to just jump onto her ass about oh, well, you know, well, maybe Well, this but entire you know. blog right here as you're looking at it, I'm reading something. First and foremost, it's it's very hard to read. Yeah, it looks like she's just selling shit. And then secondly, that's all it is. Super Smile Whitening Whitening Toothpaste, twelve seventy nine. Toothbrush, nine dollars. <coughs> I swear by these dental products. I'm only going to read a few of these. They're the best for whitening your teeth and freshening your breath day and night. For me, everything else pales pales in comparison. Ageless. This, defense. this, this, this. Look at the ageless defense for seventy bucks. How about the Bronze Silk Epil Expressive Easy Start Rechargeable Epilator? $121. <laughs> Sounds like a, something. The fastest and easiest way to get rid of hair on your legs and arms. Sounds like you, you pleasure yourself with that. My skin is sensitive, which is why I always use this cleanser product. And there's a this, this is one. just. Yeah. And, this, and then it's just all fucking. This is, this is a shit blog. A shit blog. <laughs> And I'm not not because you know it has music that I just don't care about. That's that's nothing. Um, this this is stuff that she likes. That's fine, you know, whatever. But when I'm when I'm going through this blog of hers, it's ninety nine percent filler, vivo, and then everything Operation Smile does. The surgeries, the post operative care, the speech therapy depends on donations and volunteers. And then a new year, a new perspective. And then, oh, here, um, there's a picture of her. And then, you know, all, all this information um, about who the photographer is. So, And there's only three reasons why people take her seriously. And then 
I mean, you can barely even read all this shit. And so my guess is that she's done this on purpose so that the the that Google will read through this mm-hmm. and because it says Lydia Hurst. Yeah. And how she's part of the Hearst family. Yeah. So, you know, Hearst blog newspaper. Yeah. And then, she, and and then she has links to different things Designers, or prices yeah. or whatever else. Um, so yeah, the only this reason is a, why, this is garbage. The only way, reason why she's taken seriously is because she's rich, she's attractive, and she's married to Chris Hardwick. Or I could just be being meaning. I, I being mean. see. <laughs> I'm looking at her and I'm like. She's she's pretty, but uh, this is just a big advertisement. Yeah. All right. So, uh, if anything else comes out about Chris Hardwig and Chloe Dykstra, we'll uh, we'll definitely probably talk about it on another episode. We'll definitely probably. <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't it? All right. So you good on this one? Yeah, I'm pretty good. All right. So as as always, uh, stay safe out there and uh, and uh, yeah, tell we'll, the truth. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, and we'll let you know about another piece of shit on the way. Yeah. Next Could, week. Because they never end. Yep. It's a never-ending rain of shit. Turds keep stinking, man. It's a shit storm, and we don't have our hip waders. Umbrellas. So. All right. It's dry outside, but it's raining assholes in here. Adioche.